This message comes from NPR sponsor Total Wine and More. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine and More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Corva Coleman. Authorities in Japan say at least 48 people have now been killed in a swarm of earthquakes that started yesterday. These hit Japan's western coast, triggering tsunami waves. There have been scores of aftershocks, some of them strong. Thousands of people remain out of their homes across several prefectures. Teams are still looking for survivors in the rubble of collapsed buildings. Meanwhile, one of two airports serving Tokyo is closed. A passenger jet caught fire on the runway. NPR's Anthony Kuhn reports from Seoul the Japanese Transport Ministry is investigating. Japan Airlines says all 379 passengers and crew made it off the plane before it was engulfed by flames on the runway at Haneda Airport. The flight had just landed after flying from the airport serving northern Japan's Sapporo City during a busy holiday travel season. The JAL flight may have collided with a Coast Guard plane, which was carrying relief supplies for victims of an earthquake that struck off the country's west coast on Monday, according to JAL and the Coast Guard. State broadcaster NHK reports that five crew members aboard the Coast Guard plane were killed, and the plane's pilot is in critical condition. Anthony Kuhn, NPR News, Seoul. Members of the Israeli government are upset with the decision by the country's Supreme Court yesterday. NPR's Daniel Estrin reports the Israeli Supreme Court struck down a law that was intended to limit the power of Israel's judiciary. The Israeli government now, we hear officials, they're not very happy with this ruling, but they suggest that they're not going to do anything further to overhaul the judiciary while the country is at war. They recognize it's too divisive of an issue at this time of war, but it does add fuel to what we're hearing as a growing discontent in Israel about the war, about the government's role in uh, in this catastrophic situation Israel's facing. NPR's Daniel Estrin reporting. In the past few days, buses from Texas and Louisiana have dropped off hundreds of migrants in New Jersey. They were traveling to New York City. Harrison Malkin reports this comes after New York City Mayor Eric Adams imposed an order requiring at least 32 hours prior notice for buses with migrants arriving in his city. The mayor of Secaucus, New Jersey, Michael Ginelli, says the, quote, bus operators are finding a way to thwart the requirements of Mayor Adams' executive order. Ginelli says it's an unexpected consequence of Adams' decision. Since Saturday, 13 buses carrying about 450 migrants have arrived in New Jersey cities, including Jersey City, Secaucus, Fanwood, Edison, and Trenton. For NPR News, I'm Harrison Malkin. On Wall Street, stock futures are lower in pre-market trading. Dow futures are down more than 230 points. This is NPR. The FBI and police in Rochester, New York, are investigating a deadly crash that happened outside of a concert venue not long after midnight on New Year's Day. A show was letting out. Police say a Ford SUV hit a Mitsubishi Outlander, sending both vehicles into a group of pedestrians in the crosswalk and into two other vehicles. Two people in the Mitsubishi were killed. Three more pedestrians were hurt. Police in Rochester say the Ford SUV was carrying several gas canisters. South Africans are paying tribute to award-winning photojournalist Peter Magubane. He died yesterday at the age of 91. 
Kate Bartlett reports Magubane was best known for documenting the horror of the apartheid regime. During his decades capturing violence and injustice under white minority rule, Magubane shot iconic images of the Sharpeville massacre, the trial of anti-apartheid activist Nelson Mandela, and the Soweto student uprising. As punishment for photographing one protest, the journalist was himself imprisoned and held in solitary confinement for more than a year and a half. After Mandela's release from jail in 1990, he was the former president's official photographer for a few years. For NPR News, I'm Kate Bartlett in Johannesburg. South Korean news agency Yonhap says the leader of the South Korean opposition party is recovering in the hospital after being attacked. Police say Lee Jae-myung was stabbed in the neck by a man as he spoke with reporters. The suspect was arrested. The South Korean news report says he is being charged with attempted murder. I'm Corva Coleman, NPR News.